0: You know, just the feeling of building something, a new opportunity that could really be something big. So yeah, I just loved it. Hi,
1: I'm Adam Spencer and welcome to Day One, the show that goes back to the very beginning to share the story of some of Australia's most incredible regional startups and entrepreneurs. Just a quick heads up about today's episode, the interview was recorded in the field with Justin and the background sound might be slightly distracting in some areas. I apologize in advance, however, I felt that this conversation was simply too good to not publish. I will endeavor to avoid this happening in the future and I hope you can enjoy this episode anyway. So let's get into it. Today, you're going to hear the story of Justin Hales and Camplify.
0: Hi, I'm Justin, CEO and founder of Camplify. Uh, Campify is a little bit like Airbnb but for caravans, motorhomes, camper trailers.
1: Today, Campify is Australia's largest caravan and RV peer-to-peer sharing community and is expanding internationally. The company has made leaps and bounds since when it started back in 2014 With over 3,500 listings on the site growing at 500% year on year with annual revenue of 12 million and forecasted of 16 to 18 million next year serving over 1,500 customers per month. Camplify shows no sign of slowing down and we'll get into all of that but for now let's go back to day one where Justin and Camplify's story begins.
0: Uh, this was in 2014, yeah sort of through that period, a couple of mates who, you know, we'd have a coffee regularly, we'd talk about different startup ideas, we had like, you know, 10 ideas that we thought were really good, and then you now my wife and I were sort of walking around the um, neighbourhood around Newcastle, and uh, she said to me, I've, I've never been away in a Caribbean, I'd like to go away and try it for a holiday. And I went, oh, that's a good idea. I'd been away in caravan stacks of times. My parents had a caravan when I was a kid. All my family had caravans. What well, I don't know, see if I can hire one and we'll go away and, on a holiday. So then I just went and you know, Google caravan hire and just couldn't find anything at all. Um, and there was all these little companies that weren't doing it very well. And then, you know, every day we'd take our dog for a walk. So we're walking around, I'm telling my wife, I can't find anything, there's nothing available. But we're walking past all these caravans sitting on the side of the road. and. I said, wouldn't it be great if there's like Airbnb but for caravans? And she's like, yeah, that's a good idea. It's like, "Mm, maybe that is a good idea. So I went and did a bit of research, couldn't find anything that existed like that. And then Trent pinged me another email and said, if you've got a startup idea and you want to put it forward, let me know. And I was like, "Mm, maybe this is a good fit.
1: The Trent who Justin is talking about is an already successful entrepreneur who then went on to start a startup accelerator program called Slingshot. Now, a startup accelerator is a program that comprises more or less of three parts, education, mentorship, and fostering connections with the ultimate goal of getting the business pitch worthy and culminating in a pitch night or pitch event where the founding team pitched their idea to a room full of investors.
0: I don't even think we would have even started Camplify if it wasn't for the fact that Slingshot was looking for ideas because, you know, like I said, we had 10 different ideas that we would looking at and Campify was just one of them. Justin
1: and three other mates decided to apply for Slingshot together. Along the way though two of the others dropped out. The program was intensive but towards the end after going through the program you have the opportunity to pitch your company to investors.
0: The period of going from the idea to being in front of a room full of people to pitch the idea was like three months. To get into the room to pitch. You've got to put a pitch deck together, you've got to put together a document that says what is the company, what are you trying to do, how do you describe it.
1: As you might imagine, Justin had never done anything like this before.
0: No, never done one. I I googled what a pitch deck was, so I had no idea what it was. I really honestly had no expectations. I was just like, I'll just go with it and see what happens.
1: Justin did go with it, and not only did they put together a pitch dock, but they secured investment
0: for the newly formed Camplify. We kind of realised what Slingshot, the opportunity Slingshot had put in front of us. We were like, we can actually really make something out of this. And we always went into it thinking, well, I don't think Australia's a big enough market for us, but if we can make it work here and make it work really well, there's no reason we can't take it to the rest of the world. At this point,
1: Justin and the small team, including a new addition, their marketing guy, Dave Eddy.
2: G'day everyone, my name's Dave Eddy and uh, I'm the CMO at Campify. Had been through the
1: Slingshot program, secured investment, but now the real work needed to begin. They needed to understand their customer better and what better way to do that than speaking directly to their potential customer.
0: Yeah, so we started out talking to just people in the street, telling them what the idea was and asking them their opinion, basically. And what we quickly found that there was lots of people who said, oh yeah, I'd love to hire one, but not many people we came across who actually owned one. So we are like, we've got to go and find the people that own them. So uh, the first thing we did to try and find them was we looked up where all the caravan shows were and there was one coming up in Newcastle, so we thought, okay, we'll we'll see whether we can like get a booth there. And they said, well, there's no spots left. You, it's books up six months in advance. So, we're like, hmm. okay, well, we can't do that. So then we thought, well. These people are going to be there anyway. Yeah. Why don't we just go and stand outside the caravan show or just ask a couple of people as they go in. So we did that. We went to the door of the show. We got one of the guy's sister and all her friends and gave them a clipboard each and said, this is what you've got to ask people as they're walking past to enter into the show.
1: Security come and you out. Security come and us out. Oh, yep. really? Yep. Okay. Scored
0: us away. So we, they said, you're not allowed to be within 15 metres of the entrance. So we went 16 metres away <laughs> and asked people then.
2: Trying to get across what we did especially because our marketing our pull-up banners and stuff weren't very effective at getting that message across we just got lots of negativity and lots of people you know go i would never do that that's ridiculous it'll never work but then we had a handful of people that were like oh wow yeah well, i'll check this out you know this is cool i get airbnb i get making money i get that my caravan sits on my front lawn for most of the year and does nothing and my my wife and my husband's pissed off at me because I made the decision to buy it, and now we don't use it. And so it was really encouraging, and um, and we knew that we had we were onto something. Before Justin, Dave, and the team had decided to go to the caravan
1: expo, they had tried just asking people on the street. Now the challenge that that presented was that so many people that they were talking to just weren't interested or didn't actually have a caravan. So the caravan expo was the solution to that problem. But now that they were at the expo it was a case of asking the right questions.
2: The first question was, have you heard of Airbnb? And if they said yes, we, we knew that they would kind of get it. And the second question was, um,
0: do you own any type of RV, Caribbean, keeper trailer, whatever? So if I said no, um, we would say, well, why are you here today for? Um, if there was one available in your local area, for a reasonable price, would you hire one to go on a, on a trip? And then if they said yes, absolutely, we're like, would you like, we're starting this company, would you like to give us your details and we'll contact you when it's up and running. And then, yeah, the owners, the ones that said, yes, I do own one, you know, we, we said, how often do you use it? We'd ask them, you know, what, how much do you spend on maintenance a year? Uh, would you consider ever hiring out to somebody to you know, make a bit of money when you're not using it? And so if they said yes, then we got their details. If they said no, We then asked them why they would not consider it. And then we said, if you could make X dollars per year from doing it, would you then consider it? And so we were just trying to get what the trigger points were, what are those hot buttons that people would actually say yes or no, what were their concerns, why wouldn't they do it? Just so we could understand the customer a bit more.
1: So now, Justin and the team are at the point where they understand their customer a bit more and they've built their MVP. Now an MVP or Minimum Viable Product is a product with just enough features to satisfy early customers, to get the product to market to start getting that all important feedback from the customer. And in the case of Camplify, Minimum was definitely the operative word.
0: Yeah, so like we, we built, wasn't even an MVP, right? It was, it was, it was rubbish. It was all built on uh, WordPress and different types of back end forms and all this kind of stuff. And um, we made customers who were signing up to hire go through and answer 50 questions before they could even see the available stock. So you couldn't even see anything, whether there was available to hire or not, before you went through this whole process. And we still got thousands of customers signed up. And they went, these guys have got something here. And I literally had like people that were involved in Slingshot or other startups ring me and say, I just tried to use your website. It is terrible. Why are you doing this for? And I said, because I want to see how dedicated people are to do it. And they were like, I don't think it's right. I'm like, it probably isn't, but I think it's right for right now. And so it's proved something to us. I could see the results. I could see people signing up and giving me their information. And you know, yes, we had a huge drop-off rate, but we didn't have any, many bands to hire either. So even if we made it really simple for people, there was nothing for them to hire. So you know, we we, we were kind of uh, it was fulfilling two things for us. You know, it was allowing us to really see the interest in it, and and then the ones that were really keen, they actually converted because they were like, "I've oh, gone through this whole process. I really want to book something now." So. Campify
1: at this time were turning over revenue. Not a whole lot, but enough to prove that they were onto something here, not only to their investors, but to themselves too. But money was running
0: out. Absolutely, you can see the money ticking away. And you know, Marketplace businesses are notoriously expensive because you make a small commission on each transaction, but you've got to build enough stock first before you can actually really start to receive some really good commission. So, building stock is expensive and when it's a new concept and a, new, a totally new thing in the market um, then that takes time, and time takes money. Justin
1: and the Camplify team knew they needed more of a runway to get their business to that tipping point where they had enough stock to satisfy a large enough user base to where those small commissions would really start to pay off. So, what was Justin feeling at this point in time?
0: desperation we're looking at the bank account going well we're going to do something soon like we've got to get someone across the line you know, i'm going to have to go back and sack some stuff i'm going to have to do something so i've got to make it work or you know i've got to go and tell my wife well, i don't have any money to pay you the next mortgage repayment you know so uh that's definitely a big factor
1: so it was time to bring in more outside money but not just any outside money justin was looking for something very specific, something that would help the company not just financially,
0: but also in other ways too. We wanted someone to invest. Be we wanted someone to have some, some skin on the in the game. You know, someone that could actually form a part of our company. Key person we reached out to that said yes, and really things started progressing from there was the CEO of Polo Tourism Leisure. So Polo's the biggest rental fleet owner in Australia. They're in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, US. Um, and I just literally sent the message to the CEO of Apollo on LinkedIn and said, I'd love to talk to you about what you guys are doing and what we're doing and see if there's any way we can work together. Uh, His name's Luke, uh, Luke Touche. He sent me a message back and said, yeah, sure, let's have a phone call. Um, so we had a phone call and sort of went through that we were building this business and you know, what our objectives were for it and how much we were growing. And, uh, you know, I said that we were doing a capital raise um, and also that uh, we really respected what they'd built as a business. You know, that they'd built Australia's biggest rental fleet from their backyard. I said, why don't we why don't I fly to Brisbane and, and have a chat? And he said, yeah, Roger, right, come on. Um, went and met with Luke. It just so happened that they had a plan to list the company on the stock exchange that was very much held under wraps um, at that stage. Um, Went out for lunch with them and they just sort of said, well, you know, why should we invest in the business? And I just remember saying, well, if Airbnb went to the Hilton at this stage of their business and said, why don't you invest in us? Do you think they would have looked back and said that was a bad decision? And they said, I think you're right. I think we're in, so (laughs) that was it. we talked before about things just happening to align and it just so happened that um, you know they were intending to listen on stock exchange Um, they'd been talking to people that were going to invest when it was listed and people been asking them questions about well what do you think the peer-to-peer and sharing economy is going to do to your industry they had an answer to that when they invested in us so you know that was a great experience for us and at the same time you know um, Luke and Carly's brother they've Um, Mum and Dad started their business and they started it with their camper van that they own, hiring it out on weekends. So, it's exactly what we did. So, it's just a great fit. So, where are
1: Justin and the team off to next on their camper van adventure? They have Europe in their sights and that's a really ambitious move and for that, they need another capital
0: raise. Europe's a a really um, interesting market because it really um, allows for our type of sharing experience. If you go and buy a motorhome and spend $100,000 on it and you use it four weeks of the year, what are you doing? In Europe, you don't get to use it even perhaps that much because of the season. So you you can't use it all year round like you can in Australia. You've actually got even a shorter window. So, um, you know, for us, it's just, it makes so much sense to be able to help people to actually justify spending that money Um, and at the same token people in in Europe love camping absolutely love it but to be able to buy camping equipment and store it in little tiny European apartments and housing just makes even less sense so it's just a perfect opportunity for us to sort of marry those two markets together
1: so that's where Justin and the team are up to right now in late 2018 around four years since Justin went on that walk with his wife and said wouldn't it be great if there was an Airbnb for caravans? Just a few guys working in a basement. The typical startup story, but this time in Newcastle, New South Wales.
2: Honestly, like it is just not anywhere near as flashy as it sounds and anyone who's listened to any startup podcast or talk or or spoken to anyone who's ever done anything decent, like will will tell you that it's 99% of it is not flashy. Like I remember that you know the whole story, you know starting from the bedroom. We started from a basement office owned by the uni across from Civic Park in Newcastle. I don't think it had air conditioning. And I remember there was me, Tim, uh, Kale at the time, Josh, Justin sitting down there in that dingy, smelly basement with people walking past us to use the printer. It wasn't even our own office. We had good internet. Uh, <laughs> um, just yeah, thinking, how are we going to get caravan owners to put their caravans, uh, $80,000 investments on our site? And, and it literally and it's just been a hack, hack away at, at it you know since then and things have, in recent times obviously got a lot more professional and structured and systemized and and all that but it literally none of us knew what what Campify had to be none of us knew our customer then none of us knew Justin had, had, had this vision um, where he thought it could be and thought it could could go and and that's all we and that's all we had at the time and then we've just sort of made it made it work um yeah it's been man it's just been like a unbelievably cool experience like it's been really fun and there's been heaps and heaps of days where like we've yelled yelled at each other heaps of times arguments disagreements uh, I'm sick of this kind of kind of stuff heaps of days where you think like what are we doing and um but yeah it's just Fortunately enough for us, it's panned out, it was the right time, it's the right product, it was the right market, the right team, and it's taken off.
1: And it really has panned out for them. As I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, Camplify is making leaps and bounds. But why? Clearly Justin had an excellent idea but the theme throughout the episode has been, I don't know what I'm doing, let's just give it a shot and figure it out along the way, which I love by the way and that message really resonates with me personally. From going into the slingshot program with the thought of let's give this a shot and then googling what the hell a pitch deck was, then finally to find an investor who actually had a lot of experience in the industry they were in. It has been a journey of let's give it a go which I think is very Australian. And that kind of attitude is something I think will serve the Australian startup ecosystem very well moving forward. Next time on Welcome to Day One, Sahil from Elite Robotics. Sahil and his two co-founders, Luke and Nathan, are building autonomous robots that have human-like instincts. This is going to be an incredible story.
0: We believe that in order for vehicles to
1: have level five autonomy, they need to have this type of functionality within them. And that's the core of the technology that we're developing. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welcome to Day One. If you liked this episode, please feel free to check out the show notes for this episode, at welcome to day1.com which has links to everything that was mentioned in today's episode plus a way to leave a rating for the show wherever you listen to your podcasts if you enjoy what we are doing i would really appreciate it if you would take a minute to leave a review and or a rating for the show as it really helps the show get in front of more people that might enjoy it too this episode was created by Adam Spencer and Andy Jones Interviews conducted by Adam Spencer and a big thank you to Justin Hales and Dave Eddy of Camplify for their time and willingness to be involved. Script written by Adam Spencer and Andy Jones. Music by Lee Roosevelt. Full attribution on our website at welcometodayone.com. This episode was edited by Andy Jones and thank you. See you next time.